Love Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. As everyone knows, uh, I have on the airwaves tonight William DeVry. Before this new role on the daytime drama General Hospital, daytime audiences remember William from his portrayal of Michael Cambius on the daytime drama All My Children, which earned him a Best Supporting Actor nomination for the daytime Emmys. William also portrayed Storm Logan on the daytime drama The Bold and the Beautiful. William has had recurring roles on Insecurity, a Canadian television series, and Netflix's original series, Hemlock Grove. He has also guest starred on such primetime series as Castle, Beauty and the Beast, Stargate SG-1, Lakuta, etc. His new role of Derek Wells on General Hospital marks his third foray in daytime drama. He will start airing on General Hospital on July 30th. Let's welcome to the airwaves, William DeBry. Hi, William. Hi, Deb. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I am doing well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct you on a couple of things there. Oh, okay. Um, on the insecurity was actually series lead where we did the series lead on the show where we did two seasons, and oh. I recurred on um, on uh, Beauty and the Beast and Nikita uh, for uh, yeah for actually 2012 and 2000 uh, for Nikita in 2013. So yeah, but uh, it's been it's been a busy couple of years for sure. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, let's, let's jump right into this. What was the biggest difference growing up in Montreal, Quebec, versus growing up in the United States? Oh, gosh. Hold on one second. You know, I've got some workers here, and they're just calling me now. No problem. Hold on one second. You got to no Hold on. Hey, sorry about that. No problem. Okay. So, uh, where were we? Yeah, go, the difference between Montreal and, and, and the state? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, my mother, being from Chicago, we spent a lot of time in the States. Um, we'd go a lot to Chicago and visit family. Uh, we'd cross into the border a lot to go into New York. Uh, back in the day. But, you know, I think the biggest difference for me uh, that I could, you know, relate to is uh, probably the sports, you know, like in high school. All, all the, a lot of the high schools in the United States have uh, baseball teams. We, we didn't have a baseball team where I grew up, and I played baseball, and I played for the, uh, for the town. So we didn't have, um, you know, the football isn't as big. Uh, we didn't have a football team, that kind of stuff. But, uh you know, I mean, hey, I think it's the same everywhere. You get the same pressures and this and that, you know. We, so, yeah, I mean, there's various differences except for the fact that obviously, you know, I'm speaking French half the time in uh, Montreal, yeah. which is not necessarily, you know, going on down here in the States. <laughs> well, are you fluent? I would assume you're fluent. You know, I used to be fluent. I, I, I might be losing it a little bit. I mean, it's been uh, 20 years since uh, since. I've been speaking on a regular basis, but, you know, it takes me a couple of weeks to, you know, if I go to France and, you know, if, I, if I'm lucky enough to be able to hang out a couple of weeks or if I go back to Montreal, it, it takes a little while. Or if I go visit some family in Maine, we go to Maine every summer, and uh, if I go visit family and stuff like that, 
um, you know, we'll, we'll speak some French and it starts coming back, but vocabulary is the first thing to go, is the main thing. Oh, yes. And and, and vocabulary for French, I know because I took it, is like past imperfect, past perfect. I mean, there's so many tenses of yeah, every the word. Verbs, yeah. yeah, the verbs will mess you up pretty bad. Yeah, that's true. But even simple things like, you know, mouse, you, you, you just, or, uh, you know, door or something like that. For whatever reason, you just haven't used the word door in 15 years in French and or mouse and, you know, stuff like that where you're just like, I can't believe I forget the name. And then, of course, it comes back to you, but, sure. you know, it's not it's not immediate. It should be right there, and it's not. So that's just the funny thing that starts happening. <laughs> um, well, I, I read something, like, fascinating. You lived several years in Guinea, Africa? Correct, yeah. My father was an attorney, and uh, my uncle worked for a mining company in uh, Guinea, and they needed an international lawyer that could speak French, so they hired my father, and he was given a three-year contract to come into uh, to uh, Guinea. So we kind of packed up the house. Uh, the parents rented, up the, rented the house while we were gone, so... After the three years were up, we came back to the same house that I was born in, essentially. And, um, yeah, so, it was, you know, it was a very interesting uh, area to you know, go to school and um, you know, very poor, obviously. So, yeah, I spent three years there. But it was cool because my cousins lived actually just up the road. So oh. I could, uh, you know, I could go play with uh, my cousin who was just two years older than me. So it was pretty good. Oh, awesome. Well, you don't hear that every day, you know, that somebody lived there. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny. I'd known uh, Tom Cavanaugh, uh, who was the star mm-hmm. of Ed. Sure. And, uh, we, you know, we've known each other for years, and we, we didn't know, I didn't know that he'd spent a lot of time in Sierra, Sierra Leone, and he didn't know that I'd spent time in Guinea. So, it, you know, it's funny. You just, uh, you know, every, every once in a while, stuff like that pops up. You know, it's weird. Absolutely. Now, you aspire to be a professional baseball player, in your childhood dream was to play for the Montreal Expos. But you took an acting class in college, which changed everything. What was it about acting that moved you to seek another dream? Well, I was taking business in college, and um, I, I knew I didn't want a nine-to-five job uh, for sure. Uh, that was just one thing that was just not suited for me. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, if I, if I really... Uh, horse myself I could be a good student but just day in and day out I wasn't you know really involved too much I was more into athletics and stuff like that so I just kind of did the bare minimum that I needed to and I just I was more of an active guy than I was um, academic guy so I knew I needed to do something and I just thought you know what I yeah I took some acting classes with a buddy just by chance because he asked me if I wanted to join him and uh, one thing led to another and uh, we did a little showcase, and uh, there was some agents there, and one approached me afterward and signed me up, and I booked my first audition. And I just knew it was something that I could do, that I had a chance to be good at. But I also instinctively knew that I had to work really hard. I, I, I think back then there wasn't these instant celebrity types, you know, this mm-hmm. uh, housewives of, you know, every city in the state. And... Um, and I just, I knew I had to work hard. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, there was no thing as a celebrity. It was just an actor and you had to work to be an actor. Right. So I went straight into acting classes and in spite of how much I worked, I, I just kept 
you know, I used to take cash advances to pay for acting classes and um, out of my credit card. And, um, you know, I just knew it would pay off. And luckily, you know, I, I, I just started working because I was working so hard and, you know, just kept paying my credit card off when I'd get a job and keep going to class and keep getting jobs and keep going to class. And now it's, you know, it's kind of neat because I barely have time, any more time for, uh, you know, for the last four years, I barely had time to go to class. So, um, you know, I've been very, very fortunate. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, it's obvious that you you take your your craft so seriously because when you're not working, you're taking classes, and that's the that's the mark of a good actor. Yeah, I mean, I know that uh, Meryl Streep, you know, still still works hard. Um, mm-hmm. She studies, uh, and um, you know, I think it's important that you know the the classics. I am not an expert at the classics. But when I work them, I like to do Tennessee Williams and Sam um, O'Neill and, you know, these guys that if you can do their work, you can pretty much do anything. So um, I just, yeah, I, 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 that's the guys that I like to work with when, um, you know, uh, when, I'm, when I'm off. Right. You're D- David Nanitz and Tom Shepard and all these guys that are, you know, genius. So uh, it's, it's you know, I mean, it, it takes work to be an actor for sure. But, you know, on the other side of the thing, I, I've also got, it's like everybody, they, they want to do something else. Uh, they get they get kind of restless. So, you know, Rebecca and I have a little real estate outlet where we, um, you know, I've, I've been buying homes um, over the years and sometimes I'll fix them up, flip them and, Sometimes I'll keep them and, you know, just kind of make the money work for you because, as you know, as an actor, you never know when no. your next job is, is going to come. So I try to do, make the most of it. That's fantastic. Now, talking about your your daytime, um, obviously you uh, did such an expert job at your role as Michael Cambius because you uh, – the, the character raped Bianca and it drove years and years and years and years and years of storyline from that. Um, you also earned a Best Supporting nomination, Emmy nomination. What what kind of challenges do you face playing such an evil character as that and why to this day do you think the character is popular even now? Gosh, well, I'd be speculating, so I'm only going to, you know, I may just refer to some mail uh, letters that I get or Facebook messages, but I think that when people talk about, you know, some of the best bad guys that have been on daytime, Mm -hmm. um, I, I seem to be always in the top you know, three in, in a lot of lists for Michael Cambius. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, I think that's is pretty relevant. I mean, for, for a lot of soap fans, it's pretty neat. And the I think it's how she got pregnant and that um, I think from what I understand is uh, the, the character that plays my the, my daughter on the show doesn't know who her father was or how she was conceived. Uh, I think it's just this long-lasting mystery, which I think a lot of the fans, you know, when rumors kind of started percolating about where I was headed, um, all my children was one, and I think the biggest thing was is that they want, I think, I think her, name, her name is Miranda. I think right. they wanted Miranda to learn who her father was or something, you know, but I'm just so freaking dead on that show. I mean, 
<laughs> you know, if there was ever a character that was just like, uh, we're going to make sure he's dead, it's my character. I mean, there has never been a deader character in the history of daytime. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 gosh, I mean, they just transferred me from one garbage heap to the next. And, uh, I mean, it was put me on a meat locker and froze me and, oh, my, <laughs> shot me. And, my God. Well, it, I mean, it's obvious that that uh, the character was not somebody that anybody could actually see be redeemed at all. Um, well, that yeah, that started happening yeah with the new regime um, that came in uh, about three months into my um, my appearance there. Um, oh. Yeah, he was never meant to be. I mean, how quickly that changed. I mean, here's a little insight. And also, just to finish up your, your last question, I think that has a lot to do with Bianca, you know, and, and, uh, and right. Susan Lucci's character, um, uh, that those two characters are really beloved characters on the show. Right. I mean, there's, and, and part of the reason that they, they thought, I think at the time, you know, those relationships between uh, Alicia Minshew's character, Eden Regal's character, and Susan Lucci's character you know, the, the the characters were a little bit estranged, and they needed something to pull everybody together. They wanted to bring that family closer together, and they thought, oh, here's this guy who, you know, can do this by doing, doing all these dastardly deeds. But, yeah, I mean, how quickly that changed was my character was just supposed to be really a love interest for um, Alicia's character. And, um, oh. and I came in and was doing this great job, and, um, you know, I, I was told that on a, on a Tuesday that, you know, I was getting 96% approval rating from the fans, uh, and they're really big into, you know, figuring this stuff out at the time. And, they sure. are. and um, this was on a Tuesday, you know, 96% approval rating, you'll be here for as long as you want. I mean, this is one of the better characters they've introduced in a long oh, time. Yeah. And then on a Thursday of the same week, I got basically called back into the office and it was explained to me that the day before, in the, two, in the day between the Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, and Thursday on Wednesday, they had a huge emergency meeting and they were going to bring in this whole new regime, new head writer, new executive producer, um, and because that was about the time that Port Charles went down and everybody from Port Charles was going to come over and, you know, redo all my children. For whatever reason, they decided to bring the entire team from... Um, Poor Charles, who which was going down over to all my children to revamp all my children, and um, they, it, you know, when a new when a new head writer comes in to play, they they'll go down the list and they'll go, okay, who's expendable here? Oh, this guy's new, and they'll they'll decide that we're okay. How can we how can we um, you know make some story here and um, you know. Basically, you know, get who's expendable, who's going to go, and how can we bring the story forth? Because I know that she wanted to bring back some of her old guys, like Cameron Matheson, and some of these guys that had left the show were going to right. come back on. And so that's just how I became expendable, and that's how my character became who he was. That he went from, you know, being just a a, a guy that was ruthless in business to being this psychopath, you know? Right. And unredeemable. And I didn't know anything about this 
unredeemable stuff. I mean, I was new to daytime, so I had no idea uh-huh. that, you know, what unredeemable meant to the audience. And it get, essentially, it just gets to the point where, you know, people want you dead. Right, right. Now, what what kind of challenges, Will, did you face with, like, playing somebody so maniacal? I mean, is that hard to get into, like, a brain of, or is that something that just comes through normally, or how does that work? Um, well, I mean, you know, I think a lot of the time if the actor trusts the writing, okay, and... It was actually really good writing, in spite of the fact that it was, you know, writing me off the show. It right. was sort of well written, and that I, I, I could, um, I, I could read it and go, oh, how, how do I make this real, and not cliche? I mean, that was really my only job was to not make it cliche. How do I make this real? Um, how do I make this interesting? To really, at that point. You've got kind of a permission because a lot of pe- a lot of actors don't want to be hated, right? Does that make sense? I mean, they just don't Absolutely. want to be hated. I mean, that's just so. I kind of was like, you know what? I think my job here is to really get the audience to dislike me, right? And that was just my job. So I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna play this character. I'm gonna find the a real way to play him, uh, have fun with it. And so he just became this this guy who was tortured and, and uh, somehow still maintained a, a bit of humor. So there was a lot of facets to him that just, I thought, became really interesting. Yes. Yes. And you played, like I said, you played it expertly and everybody agreed because, like I said, you can't Okay, yeah, you're you're a villain and you're in the top three and people hate it, but you can't be hated like that unless you did your job extremely well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, some of the fans who, you know, even like when I, actually one of the reasons I, I, I think I got this job at General Hospital is because, some of the people had seen uh, that made these decisions had seen my work, yeah. particularly in the um, episode with uh, Eden, uh, where it was a dark, stormy night, and you know that kind of stuff. Right. So they'd seen they'd seen that work, and you know Eden Eden and I, you know, we pretty much had to carry that episode, and I think that's a hard thing to ask for an actor. So I think if you can hold your audience for essentially the entire show, yes. Uh, I think, you know, you're you're doing something right. Whether, I mean, I just, you know, I just try to do my work and hopefully it's good enough. And that's kind of how, you know, I got the opportunity. I'm not saying it's how I got the job, but it's how I got the opportunity for General Hospital. And um, going online, it's interesting to read some of the fans. They go, oh, my God, not that guy that played the rapist on All My Children. I hate him. And then, you know, luckily some other people are, like, come to my rescue and, like, okay, well, that was just his character. It's not really him. Exactly. They're like, yeah, I know, but he played bad too good, and I really hated him, so I have a hard time separating the two, you know? Well, I I think that, yeah, I think that that, that's true. But also I think that there's enough, enough of the audience and enough soap fans that, 
uh, know that you did amazing work, though, too, and um, that, wow, what you could bring to, the, like, going into our next question, you have this new role on General Hospital where you will debut as Derek Wells on July 30th, and nobody knows anything about Derek Wells. Is there yeah, anything no, you I can think, tell us yeah, about the character? I mean, I think you're right. I think, you know, most fans are pretty excited about the addition to the show mm-hmm. um, that, you know, they, they do know my work and I think that m- mostly everybody's pretty, pretty positive about it. Um, you know, he comes into town and uh, I know you're kind of, well, yeah. I am a little bit limited, but Absolutely. he does, he does, and I know a lot of people kind of use the cliche term it shakes things up and this and that, but I think that, you know, things have been a certain way in Port Charles for quite a number of years, and I think that's about to change. Ah. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's, you know, obviously general hospitals chock full of some really good actors, so it'll really be interesting to see. I think it'll be interesting for the audience to see these actors playing off each other, and um, um, and to see what this guy's up to. I mean, you know, I think most people know that I come into town as Connie's boss, but you know, I think most fans are smart enough to know that's not the only reason I'm in town. I'm not just obviously you know, not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just some you know boring boss. I mean, uh, you know, they they brought me into town to accomplish something, and it's certainly going to shake things up and and uh, change the landscape of Port Charles as as you know the residents know it, so to speak. You know what I mean? Right. Now, uh, have you been out on the message boards? Are you on Twitter, Will? No, I'm not on Twitter. I've just been kind of going with. Um, Okay. I have some I have some fans that write me at Facebook and uh, that just sort of like, hey, these are what the fans are saying. And so I, I'm like, hey, that's cool. You know, just send me an update every once in a while. And they're kind enough to send me an update because, you know, a lot of these people are, I've been, you know, messaging back and forth for many years. And, exactly. And, yeah, so, you know, they're they're just kind of like, hey, this is what they're saying. And uh, so it's, it's kind of neat. You know, they keep me up to, up to I wouldn't even know what. You know, there's so many message boards, I wouldn't even know where to go. So I just don't bother. Okay, so you do you do get an update on what people think your character is going to do and who, you know, because the big speculation, and I'll just say it on the air, is that you're Sam's father, and that's Kelly Monaco's character, obviously. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of messages, personal <laughs> messages, and, you know, uh, when I posted that I got the job at, um, at General Hospital, there was a lot of people that, you know, commented that they – like, oh, I hope they let, you know, they, they answer the story of who's, you know, Sam's father was and all this. I, I've certainly heard all that. Um, yes. So, you know, uh, it'll be, uh, I, I think regardless of what happens, I think the audience will, will enjoy. Oh, absolutely. Would you playing? Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, also part of the fear that a lot of fans have is when a new character comes on is that, you know, it, it put some of the veterans on the back burner, but to be honest, I think there's a really concerted effort to even things out. I mean, some people complain that the characters they love 
we're only you know in in a quarter of the episodes. Well, right. and, and the fan, and then there's other people that are in ninety percent of the episodes. But right. I think for the most part, you can pretty much expect everybody to be in fifty percent of the episodes. You know, I don't. I think it's going to be really evenly spread out. That's just kind of what my you know my impression is as I've been there is that people are going to be that are fans of. of People that have been on the back burner are, are, are going to be, you know, happy, and that uh, you know, no ca- new character is just going to be forced down anybody's throat. Oh, that's wonderful! You heard it here first, guys. Um, William DeRai, he said that that it was evening out, so anybody who's listening should take hope in that because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of unrest right now um, for DH. And uh, it's wonderful to hear that from you. Um, obviously, you were able to work with um, with Kelly uh, before she left, correct? Yeah, she's actually still there. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, she's still there, and she's you know fantastic actress, very talented, lovely girl. Uh, we hit it off immediately in our scenes uh, because we had uh, you know the, we had our first scenes. My first scenes with, were with her, and uh, just immediately you, you you could sense it was somebody that you could kind of just play with the di- the dialogue, uh, the scene with, and was was ready to play tennis, you, you know. So it was great. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we always can. You can always wonder because it's Connie's boss. If Connie's boss is going to have eighteen personalities as well, since Connie did. <laughs> <laughs> Say that one more time. Now I know that I, I heard the bit of the story that Connie's character uh, uh, was somebody else, you know, yes. for a while or something. Yes. So I, I've heard it, and I think she, you know, I, I think the fans like the new new character better. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I, I was just saying that because you're Connie's boss, there 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 is a susceptibility of you coming on and having, you know, schizophrenia. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think they've kind of left that 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 bone behind. That's good. Yeah, it's good to know. Um, okay, so you've worked on several primetime dramas. Um, you were recurring on Nikita, as you said, and Beauty and the Beast, yeah. and worked on Castle. What What's the difference, um, Will? Since you've been on, you've been in daytime and you've been in nighttime. What's the difference between the atmosphere on a daytime set versus a primetime set? Well, I think the actors in primetime are a little bit more relaxed because there's so much time to prepare your lines. Uh, I think that daytime can get every once in a while a little stressful just because, quite honestly, as everybody knows, they, they really want you to get in one take. Um, and you're, so you're doing, you know, 25, 30 pages a day per character. If you're, if, you know, if you have a big day, hopefully they want you to get all that in one take. And then of course you have to come back the next day and do it again. So, um, so I think, uh, I think that everybody's just a little bit more relaxed. Um, but there's a definite schedule in daytime that they adhere to while in prime time, if it's a big day, it's 11 pages. If you need to shoot 18 hours, 19 hours, that's just the way it's going to be. In daytime, it's like, you know what? If Wednesday is going to be a big day and we're clock, clocking out at 10 p.m., 
let's bring half those actors in on Tuesday and get their lines done today so we're only we're done by eight on Wednesday instead. So they'll try to even it out. So that that's what happened to me today. I wasn't supposed to work today. And then they're like, you know what, our day's too big on Wednesday. Let's bring in Will and do some of his Wednesday stuff on Tuesday. Ah, okay. So things, yeah, things change a little bit, and um, um, it, it's pretty well organized. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, with the lighting already set and the sets already made, you know, you don't have to go to different studios, different locations, and all this stuff. So uh, I think, um, um, you know, obviously learning – uh, 25 pages a night is, is an adjustment, but part of me missed that. I missed doing 25 pages, 30 pages of dialogue a day. I, I personally missed that challenge. So there was always a part of me that was, you know, if, if, the, if, if, if the right job came along, I was always interested in coming back to daytime. I mean, the fear was always that, you know, the ratings are going down. It's a dying breed, but Ratings are coming back strong. Profits are going up. I mean, across the board. So I think that I think this is a really good time to get back in the daytime because, quite honestly, the fans are coming back somehow. I don't know if they're coming back or we're gaining new people. I don't know what's going on, but I just know the ratings are going up. Awesome. And the profits profits are going up. So that most importantly, so that's good. That absolutely, absolutely. Now, what did it take you like your first day? How, what was that like for you? Well, I, you know, luckily I had a first day at all my children, you know, and, and uh, I think everybody was, like, just shocked because I remember having, I think it was 45 pages of dialogue my first day, and Susan Ritchie came up to me and was like, you know, at the end of the day, kind of like with a little smile or a smirk on her face, so how was your day? I was like, it was great, fine, loved it. She's like, she kind of looked at me like, what? Where's the, where's the exhaustion? Where's the panic? Where's the deer caught in the headlights? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I did my did my work. So I knew the first day, I'd I, I if I didn't prepare as much as as I could, then maybe I'd feel, you know, a little out of sorts. But I had plenty of time to learn all my dialogue and and make sure I was prepared to just kind of make it seamless, if you will. So it 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 went really nicely. And of course, again, everybody's so professional there. Um, the actors that uh, you know want to run some lines with somebody before you go on set. Everybody's prepared to do that. Everybody wants to do that. So it was great. It was great. It was a really it was a fun day. I really enjoyed it. Wonderful, wonderful. Now going back to your you know your childhood, were there any like expectations that you faced being the great grandson of Herman DeVry, who was the founder of DeVry Institute now at DeVry University? At yeah, all. University of yeah, University of Dubai. Yeah, I, I uh, Dubai University. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I never personally felt anything. I mean, I, I mean, I've never been really a guy that gets trapped in the, in, in the pressure of of situations or expectations. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I I set a high standard for myself anyway. So, um, uh, but no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, as you know. It only takes one generation to kind of mess, mess up another generation's hard work. Oh. So, you know, it, <laughs> I luckily that was, that pressure wasn't on me. That was on my grandfather. <laughs> my, uh, great grandfather. <laughs> my great grandfather was the one that founded it. My grandfather was the one that took over. Right. So uh, I didn't really. Yeah, that pressure wasn't on me too much. No, I didn't. I didn't feel anything. And That's plus, not- there was, you know, there was another generation between me and my grandfather. So I had lots of buffer space. <laughs> oh, that's 
that's that's good to know because you you never know when when someone is associated with someone who is that high profile if they had a childhood that is um you know where expectations or their friends um sometimes you have friends that will just be friends with you because of who you are things like that that happens here well i think you know i think i think the kennedy family is the only family that there's great expectations set upon you know <laughs> so or the royal family like other than that man eh, not so sure you know it's like that's pretty funny. Um, is there uh okay, so Derek Wells premieres on July thirtieth, correct? Correct. Correct. And you are going to be I assume you're gonna be at the G H weekend this coming weekend, correct? Um, I don't think so, Deb. Uh you know, because I am not uh, will Very not have much. aired. <clears throat> I will not have aired. So, um I think we've all decided uh I mean, I've certainly been invited, um, but I've been down that road before where, uh, you know, I'm the new guy, and yeah. it, it's just really uncomfortable, to be honest with you, because nobody knows who you are. And, you know, I mean, it's, right. it's, probably, it's probably better if I wait, sit this one out, and go next year. Because, well, uh, yeah, and, you know, I think, I think the producers, you know, want to let me air and get some story out before I start, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I was thinking that. I was like, because you can't really talk about your character and what yeah, he's going to be doing. nothing so, to talk about. Nobody you know. knows me. So it's like, what do, you, what do you do? It's just really uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I was going to tell them to go see you, but next year. I, next not, year. You know, it's not written in stone. Uh, you know, there might come Friday where they're like, yeah, you should come and, you know, this and that. But, um uh, I, I think just, yeah, <laughs> speaking with some people, it's it's probably the better decision for me. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it that way, and that is yeah. true. If you haven't if you haven't even aired yet, what are you going to really – I mean, everybody yeah. knows about you. It's not like you're not going to be known, and it's not like people don't know who you are, William. We'll but, see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, that that's true. We'll see. I, 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 I really have to, yeah, I have to do a little more digging, but uh, that's just how I feel today, so we'll see. Absolutely. So. All right, is there any other projects? Obviously, this is a new world for you, and it's quite extensive. Is there any other projects that you can share with us that you're working on? or is No, this- I just, you know, I mean, I just uh, finished um, uh, a uh, project with uh, James Kahn. A movie oh. called the uh, a movie called The Outsider. Um, I'm not quite sure of its re- release date. Um, I'm I've got my own project going on right now, a film that we go to camera on uh, in September, and oh. essentially it's the story of a uh, homeless African American girl who um, sees this sort of easy mark to kind of steal stuff from uh, this little 12-year-old girl, but ends up forming a relationship with her because this little girl from, through, um, through circumstances also on the street, and uh, she's autistic, and so this little 12-year-old autistic girl and this uh, young African-American girl form a uh, quite a strong bond, and um, it's, it's, it's a fantastic script. Um, we've got some Talented actor uh, <clears throat> playing the 12-year-old autistic girl, 
and we're still doing a little bit of ca- casting right now. Uh, we're talking with uh, Tom Cavanaugh, as a matter of fact. Oh. <laughs> so um, for uh, one of the uh, – he would play a priest uh, on the show who's um, a child uh, welfare agent priest, if you will. And um, it, it's going to be a great project. We shoot in Arkansas. And if anybody wants to know, if anybody at all is interested in listening, uh, you can just go to uh, www.guttersnipesfilm.com. Guttersnipesfilm.com. Okay. Guttersnipesfilm.com, yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to doing that. And uh, I'll be... Uh, I'll be shooting that in uh, in Arkansas, and so yeah, I'm just going to keep doing my projects, and you know we do have some time off at uh, General Hospital, so I'm going to try to stay relevant in uh, prime time, and because I've forged a lot of relationships over the last four years, so uh, it's a little bit easier than it used to be now for me. So you know, we'll see. Absolutely, sounds wonderful. I will definitely put this in your um, in the bio um, so that people can check that out. Uh, when you. they listen to the to the interview, well, we want to thank you for spending this time with us. It was wonderful. It was very you know informative, of course. And um, we wish you well in your new um, in your new role. I know everybody will be watching. And um, uh, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Hey, thank you very much, Deb. I appreciate it. Thanks for Absolutely. having me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, hang on the line for just a second. I'm just going to say goodbye. Um, everybody, thank you very much. This concludes our interview with William DeBry. Have a wonderful night. And, and okay.